Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. This past Wednesday, um, we had an amazing time at the pasta dinner from Chuck and Julia Gearsburg. That's once again, just, a, just was a cherry on top to the, the impulse of Holy Spirit to start to gather on Wednesday nights again is because it's about fellowship. Once, I said, once again, I trust the prophetic word coming out of Benjamin when he says that. I want to make a way for us to have more fellowship, to come together in a different manner. So anyways, uh, but we had this amazing thing, and, and I'll just be honest with you, I, th- this, is, this is, Pastor Chuck said something on the surface, seeming so unbelievably simple. And if you didn't listen real close, if you were just kind of enjoying your whatever we had, what's the, what's the dessert we had? Tiramisu, whew, Lord Terry. That thing, praise God. Gave me a little square. I don't know what I was supposed to do with that, but. But if you're, if you're too slain the spirit by that, you might not have caught the power and what he said, and it's like this: it, if a if if you were in the world of business, and a multi-billionaire mogul came up to you, had done tried and true things throughout his life, failed, uh, succeeded, and kind of had the secret of how to get to that successful place, and he came up to you and he said, "I've got three things. If you'll do these three things." you'll succeed. What would you say? Sign me up. Let me write this down. That's genuinely how I feel when I hear someone like Pastor Chuck Gearsburg speak. It's gold to me. It's gold. Because he's gone through, he and, he and, uh, and Julia have walked through so many things in their life. And if you just listen to their story, it's all about the faithfulness of Yahweh. When it shouldn't have worked out, it worked out. And when they were lost, he found them. And anywhere they went, he was on their life. And that, to me, is a story that I want to hear over and over and over again. And I want to feed on that and know that he is not a respecter of persons. And this is how he works. So... Pastor Chuck, he's sitting there talking in, in his hilarious way, but he sits there and he, just, he, he says, I got a challenge for you. Did y'all hear this? You remember this? He had a challenge for us. A challenge. He didn't say this is a good idea. He said, I challenge you to this. We should hear pins clicking. Phone's coming out, getting ready to write down the secrets. He said, I want you to go home. I want you to sit down and relax. I want you to go home. I want you to sit down and relax and talk to God. (laughs) I want you to go home. I want you to sit down. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I want you to go home and I want you to sit down. I want you to relax, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, give thanks. 
I want you to go home. I want you to sit down and I want you to relax and I want you to talk, commune with Papa. Then he said, I want you to rehearse all that Yahweh has done in your life and say thank you. That man just gave in one sentence what my ministry has been about for the past year and a half. That's what Yahweh's been flowing through me. All of the things are wrapped up in that. Go home. Not church. Church is great. In some ways, this is home for me. Go home. In your everyday life, in your Monday through Saturday, go home and sit down for a minute. Just relax. talk to God. Rehearse the word. Rehearse what he's done to you, for you and say thank you. My uh, brother Jonathan just recently shared a testimony with Benjamin and, and myself and he was talking about his, his kids have been super sick. His wife has been sick. He's been sick. Their whole family went through like a little stomach virus thing. They're, they're good so everybody around them just calm down. You'll be okay. The blood of Yeshua covers you and protects you. But he said that he had, they, they got sick and they're throwing up and it's just this miserable thing. And anybody that's been through, all of us have been through it, you just know that that's just a miserable, miserable time. It feels like you're never going to escape it. And so Jonathan had practice on Thursday and right before he left, they had, the, uh, Ellie had gotten well, and they thought everything was good. Okay, we're on the up and up. And right before he leaves, Ellie just starts to throw up again. And, she, and he's driving here. I think he got a call from Tamara saying that she threw up three more times. And he's just like, he said, I just, you know, I got a righteous anger up in me. Those, are, those weren't his words, but he got upset, Okay. <laughs> I softened the blow on that one. But he got upset, and he's just like, Yahweh, what? And there is something that shifted in him, talking about everything that we need is within the word. Remember, we talked about thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And he said, I took that, that word of that I have, you know, there are kids, there are families that, that are walking through something way worse than I. Our, our kids have the, like, seasonal flu. Like, let me first put things back into perspective, that this is not some major, major thing, and I'm not going to freak out about this, but I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to give thanks for the healing and for the health that we already walk in, the health that has already been made available for us at the cross, the health that we walk in, the perfect health that we walk in. I thank you, Yahweh, for my kids. I thank you, Yahweh, for all that you've done in my life. And he said, as he got here, it was just that whole feeling of being upset was broken completely completely off of him. And there's nothing in this world that can open the gate of breakthrough like Thanksgiving. No, nothing. It's that simple. Nothing in this life, nothing is more powerful 
in this walk in your own life to be able to go back, rehearse, sit down and relax, talk to God and thank him. There's this qualifying hinge of opening this gate that is a flood of breakthrough. And that can get lost on people that are just trying to look for something way, way deeper. I want the deep, but not without a thankful heart, not without a great relationship with the Father, not without an idea that all I need to do is go sit down, relax, and talk to God. Why? For a happy life? Well, that's great. Yeah, a happy life. Cool. Yes, I want to be happy. I want to be full of joy. And that's a promise, right? His joy, his righteousness, all of these things are given to us. His peace. Yes, those are all, all great qualifying things. But ultimately, ultimately, it's like what we read about this morning. First Peter 2 Verse 9 says, but you are God's chosen treasure. See, we, we, we walk in a new responsibility. This is not just so that you're happy and everything's good and you're not anxious for anything. Yes, I don't want to be anxious for anything, but it's also because you are God's chosen people. And it's time to walk in the responsibility and the authority that you're meant to, you're designed to. So, so take it out of the perspective of I, I want to be happy, I want to have you know, good sleep at night and put it in the perspective that I'm a son of God and I'm not going to walk in anxiety. I've had my own testimony. I, this past week, um, I'm going to get to this, I promise, but I, I, I take it off of there so we're not distracted. It's too good to put behind me. I can't say words like that. So, But this week I had, I, 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 I had this, I, I don't really have insomnia. I sleep okay. I'm, I'm not like the best. I'm not like my wife who like, she's like, all right, baby, good night. I'm like, yeah, well, what about tomorrow? <laughs> How is that even possible? I mean, it's, it's not the three kids because that happened way before them. Oh, man. Have her lay hands on me and let me receive that. But, but I'm not, I'm, it's not like I'm a bad sleeper. I don't deal with any kind of insomnia or anything like that. But this past week, and I think probably for the past two weeks, but definitely for the past week, I've woken up a couple times. I had gone to sleep fine, woke up, and my mind was racing on about everything. And I felt this anxiety thing just basically attack me. I mean, I couldn't, I, everything was doom and gloom. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Those times where it's like, yep, everything's screwed up. It's over with. There's nothing I can do about it. It's bad. It's real bad. I'm, I'm the only one. Okay, got it. So this is what I was dealing with. Is I, was, I woke up and I was feeling this thing just like stirring and it would just wake me up. I couldn't go back to sleep. And so this one night, I literally did not go back to sleep except for I did tell myself, I said, if I can fall asleep, back to sleep between 3.30 and 4, I won't get up. But if I get, if I, if I, if I don't, I'm just going to go ahead and get up. And I mean, I looked at my clock, it was like 345 and then I woke up later on. So somehow I did go to sleep, which is great. Still was exhausted the next day. And then I have another night experiencing that. And I was just like, so frustrated. I "I can't deal with another day of, of 
exhaustion and just feeling like things are bad. Like, I don't want to do, and, and all of a sudden, it came back to me. Rehearse the word, remember? And I went back, and I actually looked at the YouTube video when I talked about, I think two weeks ago, talked about uh, that everything within, uh, in, within the word there's everything you need, the power, the nature, everything you need is within the word that you've already been given. So the Bible says that testing and trials come because of the word. And so that the, the idea is that when you put something out there, you can look at it as a test, but Holy Spirit led Yeshua into the wilderness not to be tempted, but to show his strength, the Bible says. Matthew's account says he gets beloved identity. He gets the word of who he is, and Holy Spirit leads him into the, into the wilderness to show his strength. Right afterwards is Luke's account of saying, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for I've been anointed to preach the good news, to be the good news. to lift people up. He, he, he takes everything that was within that word and the temptation and the trial and everything comes, but he has everything within him to walk through and just prove once again he has everything he needs. And so I looked at that and the other thing I started to speak about is I started to just use examples. And one of the things I threw out of my mouth was anxiety just wakes you up in the middle of the night. Out of nowhere, anxiety wakes you up in the middle of the night. You know how you deal with that? Is you get up in the mirror and you say, I'm a son of God and I'm going to be anxious for nothing. You fight that thing with the word of the Lord. You fight that thing with the word. It's not a fight. It's just the word. And so I, I get up and I literally said to myself, I'm a son of Yahweh. I speak to this anxiety and say that I'm a man anxious for nothing and I'm going to sleep. I went to sleep. And that's my testimony. It doesn't work that easy, Mark. Yes, it does. A word is just a word until it becomes a testimony. I am a, that is a word made flesh. I've walked it out myself. And if it doesn't work the first time, push it again the second time, the third time, the fourth time, knowing that everything within you, every answer to your situation, circumstances, the answer to a world in chaos, the answer to a world in chaos is a man in order. Praise God. First Peter two verse nine says, But you are a you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous blah, blah, blah. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. The word there is peripoesis. It, it's a word that's peculiar. It's not just weird, you know, that you're called to be a peculiar people. A lot of people use that as a license to just be weird as they can possibly be. That's fine. Some things are weird, but the kingdom isn't unto being weird. What it says is peculiar. Peripoesis, meaning one exclusively belonging to another. I've called you to be one exclusively belonging to me. You are who I chose. I designed you, I created you, and you are my chosen people. And it's, it's our response and our responsibility 
to go home, to sit down and relax and talk to our Abba, Papa God, and to rehearse all he's done for us. Why? Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Ones who have clean hands and a pure heart. Pure heart is clear heart. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. He called you out of places of unknown darkness in your life. He called you out of the place of anxiety, waking up in the middle of the night to show you the marvelous, beautiful light of you having the authority within you to speak to you. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. So why do I need a clear heart? Because you're called as a people set apart to broadcast his marvelous light that you've experienced. Like I said, we see, that's the thing with like church stuff is that we do make this such a fixed thing. I want this to be a place of, of people coming in, you know, with their brokenness, with their issues, all that kind of stuff. But I don't want it to be a hospital in the sense that we give you a fix and you move on. I want this to be a house of miracles. I want this to be a house of healing. So you come in here in darkness and then experience marvelous light. Why? Because nothing benefits the world because you wear a Rock of Bay County t-shirt. That's awesome that you're joined to a tribe, and I'm thankful that you are joined to this tribe. I love all of you. We need all of you. I'm so thankful for that, but that's not what does it for the world around you. It's that you are filled and impacted with his glorious light in settings like this, that you're edified and lifted up, that you come together in union with people, that you're binding together, that you're standing on tiptoe and that you're whirling in the dance, that then you bring that out into the world, into the culture. That's what changes when you broadcast his glorious light. Broadcast. There's this really cool chapter in Isaiah It's Isaiah 60. If you haven't read it, you should. But it says to arise and shine for your light has dawned. And his glorious radiance now streams through you. The earth itself is standing on tiptoe, but not waiting for God. It's not waiting for Yahweh. Yahweh is here. Yahweh is within us. Yahweh is present. But he entrusts his will to his sons and daughters. And he gives us to be the access point to be on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. How do you think that's going to happen? It's not going to happen because we go to church. That might be an impetus, it might be a spark, it might be a good thing, but it's going to come because you understand and I understand that we are representatives, that we are the radiant ones, that we are prisms that refract the light of heaven into the culture of this confused, dumb, 
lost world that is standing on tiptoe, waiting not for God, but for the sons of Yahweh to be exposed. Mm, that's good stuff. Psalms 24 says this, out of the Passion Translation. God claims the world as his. Everything and everyone belongs to him. He's the one who pushed back the oceans to let the dry ground appear, planting firm foundations for the earth. Who then ascends into the presence of the Lord? And who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth. Those who never deceive, whose words are sure. They will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasures of God's face, the God of Jacob. So wake up, you living gateways. You can make this a psalm, or you can make this a present reality, a word spoken to you today. In fact, let's do that. Lift your hands. Here, 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 wherever you want to go with them. Let's put them up there. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the King of glory, for he is about to come through you. Amen? I love it, 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 I love it. The responsibility that this house is now walking in. (laughs) Benjamin, the prophetic voice in this house, spoke that these would be three years marked by presence. There would be three years specifically marked by presence. Well, then what happens? Well, then he says prayer, correct? But you understand that, see, we we see things such on this like linear plane. We see things so horizontal that when we go from glory to glory, that it looks like that. We we leave one glory and go to the next. I think Jeffrey might have said this before, but it's, it's it's more of a vertical thing, right? So we build on top of the presence, don't go on to something else, but we presence, then to prayer, then to power. You don't, this, this doesn't take place. I mean, this doesn't take place without this, right? It's why the uh, repentance doesn't, doesn't really take place unless you're able to change the way that you think about the whole situation. Then that gives you the word and the power to be able to walk that out a completely different direction. You can't go without changing your mind. You can't just say, I'm sorry, and turn around and start walking the other way because it's going to beckon you right back if the thinking's not changed. So Benjamin talked about that this would be a, a, a three years marked with presence. And I'm telling you that I'm lining up the words that I'm receiving. I'm lining up the vision for this house with the word that's been given because that's what I trust. 
I don't care what's happening in the world around me. I don't care what all the other churches are doing. I don't care, and I bless the churches. I bless the other churches and what they're doing. This is not less than. This is not better than. It's better than for this house that this is three years of presence. If you don't believe that, then don't be a part of this house. But I believe you believe that. You believe, Benjamin. So three years of presence. What is presence? It talks about this just a second ago. Like the God of Jacob, face to face. That's what presence means in the scripture is face. You remember that the word here prophetically, stay with me, prophetically was reformation, to turn towards the face of Yahweh. And what's happened is his face has turned towards this house, this people. In the old Hebrew culture, what was favor was actually the manifested, the tangible expression of presence on someone's life. The, think about that. That's, that is good. It is very good and it helps me because those in his presence are also those in his favor. There's favoritism in the house of Joseph. He was marked by favor. He was marked by the presence of Yahweh. Do you remember this? Because he had the coat of many colors. He was favored by his own father. That got ripped away from him. He became a man favored by Yahweh, where it says after that, not that he was favored by Jacob, that God was with him, which was also favor that caused him to succeed in every little thing that he did. So we're reforming our thinking, changing our focus to the one thing have I desired, the presence of Yahweh, shines on us, the face of Yahweh is shining on us, and we're a people now that walk in favor. This is what I believe is the, the, uh, the prism, man, we're turning into a prophetic house, this is weird. The prism thought that I had is, is that this, there's this white light, could you go grab that painting real quick? There's this white light that, is, that hits us as people. This is the light of heaven. We are as clear hearts. A prism is something that's clear, that's able to slow down and refract light, bend light, to see that this white light you see all the time is multicolored, multifaceted. It's what I hope these young boys learn about the kingdom, is that the kingdom isn't church pews and ties, but it's actually the multi-beautiful, faceted creation all around you is the kingdom of God, and it's super amazingly cool. At first glance, this looks like a very aggressive Jesus painting. I mean, you, you see that, and I mean, it's, it's just all of them. It's Jesus. My friend, uh, Mike LaMonica, gave me this uh, a while back. Oh, it's just so close. Um, but he gave me this a while back, and it was... Uh, it's something that's really spoken to him and, and is something that really moves him. He's always, it's, it's a painting that he saw a long time ago and he just felt the need to give it to me. And this morning, whenever I walked into my office, it, it's always sitting there and I see it. And it's, it's, it's spoken to me out of the sense that of my friend, it speaks to him and moves him and I trust Mike and I, and I love the, the painting. It's cool. But 
It's never really spoken to me like it did when I walked in this morning and he just said refraction. I was like, I already spoke about that, Yahweh. Let's move on. He said, no, refraction. This is what my son did on this earth. Do you see the glorious light behind him? He brought that beautiful, powerful, amazing light of heaven and it's refracting in this picture as multicolored robe, as a multicolored robe. But in this robe has nations, countries. Isaiah 60 says that nations will be drawn to your blinding radiance. You see, all these different trials and tribulations and all these different things were drawn to Yeshua. He wasn't absent of it. They came to him to be put back into order. He carried the weight and the responsibility that he was a son of God. And we need to carry the weight and the responsibility of refracting heaven because if you don't, if we don't, there's not another vessel. It'll be the next generation. His will surely will be done. But I surely want to be a part of that as a son and as daughters here in this house that we're going to refract the beautiful light of heaven into the culture. Amen? Good. We're going to read one more thing and then we're going to be uh, done for the day. But again, I want there to be fellowship in this house. I'm not going to go for two hours because I need to go for two hours. I've got a lot of things to say, but sometimes I probably should just pause for a second. And sometimes I need to go and go and go and you just got to get over it. But I'm saying that this today, I, I want there to be this house, the things that we do. I want you to understand that it's just as important to me that we speak with each other, that we break bread together, that we worship together, that we're in one place in one accord together, that we care intimately about what's going on in each other's lives, that we intercede for one another. I need that in my life and I know you need it in your life. So fellowship, as Benjamin has prophesied, is one of the most important things and will be one of the most important things in this house. Amen. Turn to Isaiah 35. Oh my gosh, it's a different one than Isaiah 60. What are y'all going to do with yourselves? If Isaiah 60 is the promise, or the identifier, this would probably be more of the promise. This is what it's going to look like. This is what the radiant ones do. It says, the wilderness and dry land will be joyously glad. The desert will blossom like a rose and rejoice. Every dry and barren place will burst forth with abundant blossoms, dancing and spinning with delight. Lebanon's lush splendor covers it, the magnificent beauty of Carmel and Sharon. My people will see the awesome glory of Yahweh, the beautiful grandeur of our God. There's, this thing is set into three parts, I believe. The first part is a promise. And this is how Abba works in my life, and really he just works. He always sets before you a word or a promise. Don't just do things because it's a good idea. He'll give you a prophetic vision of what the next nine years are supposed to look like if you'll just open, if you'll sit down, relax, and talk to God. Gain his vision, his insight, his perspective, so that you don't carry an opinion from a political party or the world. 
Stop imitating the ideals of the culture and the world around you, but be led by the impulses of Holy Spirit. So he always gives a promise. So he starts this out with saying, the wilderness and dry land will be joyously glad. The desert will blossom like a rose and rejoice. Every dry and barren place will burst forth with abundant blossoms, dancing and spinning with delight. That, that's the promise. This is what will surely come to pass. His will, his glory, like the waters cover the sea, will take place. Period. There's no question. There's no maybe, maybe a little bit of it, maybe a lot. No, that's what's going to take place. And the land around us, whether you think it looks bad or not, is beautiful. And it will be even greater than it ever has been before. I'm talking about the literal land around. It's why I believe we need to come together and start to speak together and pray over our city. But then here's the second part of this thing, because then we carry the responsibility. It says, now strengthen those who are discouraged. Energize those who feel defeated. Say to the anxious and fearful, be strong and never afraid. Look, here comes your God. He is breaking through to give you victory. He comes to avenge your enemies with divine retribution. He comes to save you. Part two. You can't talk that way. You can't radiate that refractive light. You can't do that by imitating the good ideas, the bad ideas of a culture. Can't do it. If you are a negative, downward, the world is going to hell in a handbasket kind of person, that's what you're going to attract. But you know what else? If you're a son of God who radiates his glory, you're going to attract the downward lost person. So if you carry the responsibility of refraction, then you're there to represent the king and not your own opinions about where the world is. So you're either going to help them or you're just going to add to their pain. So this is the promise. Are you willing to step up to the plate now? It's all fun and games in church until we realize that it is our responsibility to bring heaven to earth. And it's not a difficult, heavy, hard, bad thing. It's an amazing, glorious opportunity that he designed us to do. So strengthen those who are discouraged. Don't add to their discouragement. Yeah, I heard the same thing. I know. Vaccination card, I heard it. I know wrong that is the wicked coming into this earth oh yeah well then who's responsible for getting them out oh you're right and that's why i've been posting daily about uh all of the things going on about why trump's coming back and why everything of the the republican party is going to be avenged i don't care if the public and republican party is avenged i want on earth as it is in heaven and that is great for some people but my grace lies within heaven it's greater than that stop being a part of the problem 
different than what the culture, and the culture includes the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. There's no unity there. It's designed to put you on two sides of the fence. And we're called to be unified in Christ. Strengthen those who are discouraged. Energize those who feel defeated. Say to the anxious and fearful, be strong and never afraid. Look, if you could just have eyes to see, look, here comes your God. He's breaking through to give you victory. He comes to avenge your enemies. With divine retribution, he comes to save you. Then, here's part three of Isaiah 35. We've got the promise, we've got the responsibility, and then we have the effect, which is then blind eyes will open and deaf ears will hear. He's a transactional God. That's not right. That didn't seem good. I don't like that. No, I'm, I'm not talking about his love. His love is not. His love is impossible to escape. But the Bible is clear about the fact that if then, right? That if you walk in this, then you will be blessed. If you meditate on his law day and night, you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water that brings forth fruit in every season. But you're still loved even if you don't. Does that make sense? And this house is a house of favor. We carry a different responsibility than just saying God is love. Like I said this morning, if we don't have that, don't step onto anything else because there is nothing elementary or insignificant about the fact that the creator of heaven and earth loves you, loves me. That's what gets you to the place of favor. So then the blind eyes will be open and deaf ears will hear. The unseen will become seen and the unheard will start to be heard again. Then the lame will leap like playful deer and the tongue-tied will sing songs of triumph. Gushing waters will spring up in the wilderness and streams will flow through the desert. What streams? You. We are the streams in the desert. That's what I feel like I want to constantly put before us in this day and this time is that you are the stream in the desert. There's a desert, but you're the stream. You're the stream, streaming his light of heaven, and you're the stream to the wasteland and the, de- the desert and the loss and the broken. The burning sand will become a refreshing oasis. The parched ground bubbling springs. And the dragons layer a meadow with grass, reeds, and papyrus. There will be a highway of holiness called the sacred way. The impure will not be permitted on this road, but it will be ac- accessible to God's people. And not even fools will lose their way. (laughs) 
This is what I, like this morning, what I was singing. All things means all things. You know what I mean? All things means all, he's working all things together for our good. And I mean, I do some stupid things sometimes. I really do. If, if you have a pastor or people, you see pastors and you have this idea that they're just like so close to God, unlike you, that they just know everything and they can do everything right, you don't have a pastor, you have an actor. I can lead because I follow. And I, I feel like I've walked through some things where I can be a testimony of his light in my life. I speak things that I'm currently walking through. I had anxiety the other night and he said, even fools. <laughs> you couldn't mess this up, dude, if you tried. <laughs> and not even fools will lose their way. The lion will not be found there. No wild beast will travel on it. They will not be found there. But the redeemed find a pathway on it. Yahweh's ransom ones will return with glee to Zion. They will enter with a song of rejoicing and be crowned with everlasting joy. Don't miss that. They will enter with a song of rejoicing, of joy. And then they'll be crowned with everlasting joy. Ecstatic joy will overwhelm them. Weariness and grief will disappear. The beautiful thing about the kingdom, as I say, everything, but one of the beautiful things is that if you approach with thanksgiving, you're going to be filled with more thanksgiving. If you approach his table with being anxious for nothing and knowing I'm a son and I declare of myself I'll be anxious for nothing, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I always say this, but the peace was not for the anxiety. That was what the rejoicing beforehand was about. The peace comes and guards your heart and mind because you made the decision that I will be anxious for nothing. And instead, I, through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving in my heart, I'll just give that to Yahweh. I will sit down, I will relax, and I will talk to God. I'll rehearse all that he's done for me, and then I'm going to say thank you. Nothing more powerful in the kingdom than thanksgiving. Get a good look. The aggressive picture of Jesus is actually a refraction. This is how we're to walk every single day with the responsibility that his glorious presence, his favor, shines upon your life. Favor is actually, I could say it this way, favor is the proof that you've been in his presence. Favor is the proof that you're walking in his presence. It's not going to look like it does on everybody else. Multicolored. That's why I love the diversity of the kingdom, and I don't expect anybody to be like anybody else. I don't want any, if, if you have, need anything to take away from today, well, that's, I can't just stick with that. Mm, it's too much. But I'll just say this, be who you are. Before you were you, you were you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, you were known. Life did not start at conception, it started at creation. And when he created you, he knew you. 
there's an unseen world that we just are waking up to and remembering who we are. And so I just want to say to you that you are perfectly, beautifully created and wonderfully made with a lot of care and exactly who you're supposed to be. Don't question that. Don't try to be something you're not. This is basic beans children's ministry. God, if we need anything, we need that. To go back to the simplicity of the kingdom, make sure that we have that in order to uphold all these things that we're trying to build ourselves. Amen. Y'all stand up. I try to be short and it's still 12. Oh. Oh, but we love you. Receive this day as an offering. Just let this not be the end of what we're feeling today. Let this just... Let this just keep flowing throughout this day. Let us have more dreams and more visions and more prophetic insight from Benjamin and all those prophets in this house. Let us all see with seeing eyes. Let us be able to articulate the unseen world and let us just feel the weight of responsibility in a good way of refracting the glorious light of your kingdom, Father. I say yes, I say yes and amen to the call This people says yes and amen as a tribe to your call. We love you and we honor you. Keep this people safe and prosperous this week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.